in five, four, three. No. All right, well, this is the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're here, we're back, and we got nothing. So, between the two of us, it's a great time to hit that bell, like, subscribe, click on whatever you're supposed to, because you're not going to want to miss any of this tonight or in the future. Uh, Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the good news. Look who's here, a smiling girl over here. Very, very happy to be with you all. We have got another smiling fella all the way up there in Canada. Very, very happy to be with you all. And, uh, and, uh, And me. And I'm here, too. And I'm very happy to be with you all. But uh, this is the part you've got to deal with just me. And, uh, and here it is. I am unkempt today. I am sorry. We just got into the studio moments before. Forgive me, I have not shaved or anything. So not that anyone gives a shit about my appearance, but I'm sorry for how I look. Uh, let's see. Been in the garage and out and about dealing with the mini all day. We're going to talk about that. And we had a great guest by the name of Sean Bishop. He will not be here. He will not be here. He's watching right now. In fact, I bet he's commenting right now. Let me just make sure that stuff's ready to go. Uh, but he will not be here. Um, he'll be here soon, though. Don't worry about that. It's 11-1, which means it's the one eleven show. Or the 11-1 show. And uh, we're going to be feeling our way through it. So thanks for being with us. Uh, let's see. We've got Will on uh, camera three to take it off here. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk to Mike in Canada. Two minutes, everybody. Two minutes. Two minutes to go take a pee, get a drink. Go get some fresh air, whatever it is. We'll be back in two minutes. Two and two. Two and two.
pow. Not toxic. <laughs> I don't breathe. Too that much? Out. Was it too much? I just breathed in a big mouthful of it. Oh, good stuff. Uh, sorry for that. Whatever. Ugh. We are out of sorts today. Uh, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. I can feel it. I don't have a card for you. It's Tuesday, November 1st, 2022. Uh, that is nuts to me, by the way. The, the, the year's over. That's it. We're done. I Thanksgiving, that, Christmas, boom, New Year's. I literally went through what you just said last night, and I was perclubbed. For us personally, it's your birthday in there, too. Thanksgiving, birthday, Christmas, New Year's. Hi, Porsche driver. Hi, Porsche. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it's uh, Tradecraft Tuesday, so by all means, we should probably get this going here. You have a choice today. These are both of the same, uh, you know, uh, right? Supply, yeah. No. Uh, the same. Uh, they're both sativa. Oh. That's what I should have just said. It is. Maybe this is toxic. <laughs> Woo-wee. Tonight's, tonight's San Franciscan weather is brought to you by our friends at Tradecraft Farms. <laughs> Look at it rolling through the other room there. Holy crap. There we go. It's thick. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, you got your, you got your ghost train uh, or your green crack. And the moods are adventure or electrify. Adventure. Okay. I have no, I have no readings here on like uh you know percentages and uh, percentages and uh, I don't have any of that. Okay. But uh, did you say green crack? No, you said. What'd you say? Sorry. This is We have ghost train and uh, a ghost train is adventurous. <laughs> Sorry, folks. It. Uh, or mood is electrifying. Green crack. You said adventure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! And and whatever present and very interested says Irene Hoffman. Thank you, Irene. All right. Well, here is where I think this is legal in uh, New York now, as well as uh, I know Connecticut and I think Jersey as well. It should be. Yeah. I mean, like recreationally, it was definitely legal. Yes, uh, everyone should be able to enjoy that. <laughs> All right, good, good choice there. All right, so it's the eleventh. Nope, that's not true. It's the it's it's the uh, it's eleven one, and uh, Halloween. How's everybody's Halloween? How was your Halloween? Howdy, folks. Says flat five. Fiat five hundred turbo. Let's see if we can do this here. Beep, 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 beep. And I'm going to do a couple minutes of Instagram, and then we'll check in with um, producer Mike up in Canada, who is uh, here and hanging out patiently. Uh, D&G Motors, Seb Lawson, Doug's 73E, uh, Teresa, hello, Hans. Oh, okay. Hey, kids, you can support the show. Oh, thanks. But look at that. He moderates this thing so well. Aaron's here. Hi, Aaron. Missed you last week. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> Here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring in producer Mike here. This this makes sense. And I'm going to go make sure that the air conditioning's on here. <laughs> and I'm going to blow out some of this fog because I was very careless with how I did this. This is crazy. It's crazy. All right. Uh, hi, Canada Mike. How you doing, buddy? 
Uh, I'm fantastic, Jay, and it's a lot less foggy in my neck of the woods than it is yours at this so point. I'm glad to hear that. Maybe your wife's not partaking in the, in the medicinal cannabis. Or you don't <laughs> use the fog machine, Aaron Lane. <laughs> I'm just saying, uh, Jay and Silent Bob look like they'd be very at home in your studio right now. Probably. Well, Jay is, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't know this, but it's ironic that you would say that because Sean Bishop, who is, I'm sure, watching, uh, we used to be known as Jay and Silent Bish because we would do a little bit that he made a little movie on. In fact, well, I'm glad he's not here tonight so that we came up with this idea. When he does come back, he should bring a clip of that because it was kind of funny. Ode to the shop, and it was Jay and Silent Bish. So stupid. Really stupid. Kids with a video camera. You know how that goes. Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's delightful. I, uh, I pay good money to see that. This sounds great. Well, you know what? I think we'll do it for free. Ah, there we go. Even better. <laughs> so done. So, right, um, how are you, buddy? What's happening? I'm fantastic. Um, hey, remember back in the day when uh, Leno used to have beefs? I feel like I have a little bit of a beef tonight. Oh, uh, well, and then, geez, I should have probably... Johnny Lieberman is Paul Pelosi's killer. All right. Fantastic, Jen. Thanks. Uh, I feel like I should set you up in some way. Uh, uh, anything? Hey, hey, Canada Mike, I'm really glad you're over here today. Uh, uh, anything, uh, anything, anything stern at you? You got a crawl on your side? Anything? Well, you, know, my you know, Jay, it was, uh, it's, 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 yeah, yeah, what's your beef? Here, right? Right, it's Halloween time, right, Jay? Help me out here a little bit. It's, it's I'm the, sorry, it's we overtalked. Yes, yes, I, I, we, we were both shticking. Go ahead. <laughs> yes, it is Halloween time. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's 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 stick to it, shall we? Um, and you know, I, I I I love the Halloween candy. The Halloween candy comes out; it's great. I've always been a fan of Skittles. Are you a fan of Skittles? Have you ever eaten Skittles? Do you know what they are? Uh, all yes to all of the above. Yes, I've had them. Okay, yes, well, I like them. Yes, I know ago, what they are. I, I like the regular Skittles. I'm a, I'm a homegrown Skittle kind of guy. I don't enjoy the tropical. The sour can go take a hike. I like the homegrown Skittles. The problem is a few years ago. But just I, I agree with you, but I'm with that with every product. If you came out with Skittles, then that's yeah. the one it should be. Some other version of I'm not a big fan of, you know, birthday cake Pop-Tarts. Just give me the strawberry frosted. That's where it's at. Anyway, go ahead. Really? I like pure things, purest form of the thing. So I'm 100% with you. What about peanut butter crunch? As in Captain Crunch, except Captain Crunch peanut butter. Do you like that? Oh, wow. All right. Fair enough. Well, we can but it's, explore but this it's later. Me. That's, this is me. This is not, I'm not saying other people should be this way. I'm saying I like the purest form of the thing. Sure. People can have what they have. But, uh, okay, let's get back to the Skittles. So a few years ago, up here in Canada, the homegrown Skittles flavors were changed. Okay. Green used to be lime but then it became green apple did that happen with you guys down south uh, i don't know that i can i don't know i don't know that it's is it, it's green apple now i feel like i mean i'm with you i would in my mind i would say it was lime so if it's now green apple i do feel like that's definitely new Okay, and that, a few years ago that happened up here. Now, uh, you know, because of the time of year, there's the discount little teeny tiny candies that are all over the place, and so we've got ourselves a whole load of them that have Starburst and Skittles in them. But in the Halloween size of Skittles, they're still lime. Ooh. And uh, there's the there's there's my beef tonight. There's what's stuck in my craw, uh, as you put it. Uh, the you fact don't that like the I lime, can, or you can, do like the lime. 
I love the lime. I was very sad when the lime was turned into green apple. Uh, when I eat my Skittles, I segregate the colors. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to pick perspective here. We're trying to, this seems like a good thing. So why is it bad? Well, it makes me upset that I can't go to my local movie house and get a thing of Skittles and have lime and enjoy my lime Skittles, uh, ah. you know, while I'm watching the latest Pixar uh, feature. Having a little tiny bite size tree, uh, uh, t t uh, tempting of what it could still be like. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Only available that at would... one time of year. It will no longer be available, you know, come next week. And and so, uh, you know, sitting you on the some couch. Old and... candy. I was just. I think you bought last year's Halloween old. candy. It's just old. Nicole says it's just old. Hey, no? you say potato, I say potato. I, you know what? I'll take it. I'm not. A, I'm not an ageist uh, when it comes to anything, including my candy. I'll take it. Uh, but uh, it's just. It's frustrating to me that I can't uh, there, go and There get are these candies that I used to like. Here. I could this maybe this will be a parallel. Do you have Mike and Ike's up there? We have Mike and Ike's up here. Yes, we do. Mike and Ike's also, in my opinion, have changed over the years. It's not necessarily the addition of the pink flavor. It's they have changed what the pink flavor tastes like, which then therefore changes the way the whole box tastes because it's like a, just a different thing. It's like watermelon or something, and it didn't used to have yep. watermelon. It used to be kind of the pure, like you said, lemon, lime, cherry, like orange. That might be it. Uh, somehow, they the box now, they call it classic flavors. And I go, oh, gosh, well, I'm going to get that because that's what I want, the old the old flavors. No, no yes. they're just calling classic flavor. It's the new thing. They're just calling it. It's like having new Coke but calling it classic Coke. That's I call bullshit. Yeah, same here. Yeah. But it seems to be That's a similar wrong. thing where they just sort of monkey with the... Uh... Did they make Absolutely. it known that they're changing the flavor out there? I don't know if they made it known, but one day I just... yeah, I don't know if there was an ad campaign surrounding it or not. I'd have to jump online and find out. But uh, all I know is, is one time when I when I... Got a big bag of Skittles at the cinema. Uh, I was extremely disappointed, and it's pre-COVID for sure. Like it's been a few years since they've done it. There's uh, this isn't no like a shrink gate or something like that. Well, it should be. I mean, Are they smaller as well? No, they're not smaller. But I'm just saying. Are you, you sure? Need to get... I say a couple years ago Skittles got smaller. I say maybe about five Skittles years got ago small. Skittles got okay. smaller. Now we need to get a documentary made about this because we've got a couple Skittle uh, scandals, and we could call it the Skittle, Skittle scandal, maybe. And it's, and, it's and most should... things. There was an actor. <laughs> Boy, you know this is weird. I can't believe this is coming back to me, but it was on Conan, and I think it might have been B.J. Novak, which is a weird poll, but I think it might have been B.J. Novak. Anyway, his thing was uh, the Cadbury eggs, the Cadbury cream eggs, the the large yes. foil wrapped chocolate with yep. the you know the the sugar egg inside. <laughs> Sugar, egg, white, and yolk. I do think yes. that was him. And, uh, and you know, they used to be a certain size all our life. And then at some point, they just got smaller one year. And I feel like they've been getting smaller every year since. I'll go one further. Girl Scout cookies. Anyone with me there? I am. Yep. Boxes Without smaller, a doubt. And now cookies smaller. Sm yeah. A Girl Scout, a standard Girl Scout cookie used to be a double stuff portion of icing inside it. And it is nowhere near that anymore. There we go. Yeah. I mean, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Candles is spoken. Yeah. Do you have? <laughs> are they Girl Scouts up there, or do they call them something else? No, they're Girl Scouts up here. They're also Boy Scouts and Cub Scouts. Do you guys have brownies down there? A brownie is the precursor to the I Girl did. Scout. Yeah, and I, I was one. 
almost made a oh, that's brownies sweet. joke, and it's like I realized how inappropriate that would be in this context. <laughs> yeah. Jay loves brownies. Don't get Jay started on brownies. <laughs> the ones that are half chocolate chip, oh, my God. What are those? The brown, brown nookie? No, county? No, what, what, the, what the hell am I talking about? The half and half. It's chocolate chip cookie and brownie, and it's all kind of... Blonde, right? Blonde. <laughs> That's a good guess. But I'm talking about literally legit brownies and chocolate chip cookies. They make a thing like Duncan oh. Hines or somebody makes something that you bake, and it's like kind of both, and it's like, wow. And no idea what I'm talking about? I know about that. I'm not the name. Well, it's stupid anyway. I always anyway. begged my mom to give us Nestle Toll House cookies when I was a kid, but we were too poor for it. Why were the Nestle's Toll House better? What was the deal there? I well, have a theory, for, but I don't know that it's true. Because they were exotic. Right, but okay, but even have you had them as an adult? Oh yes. Are they any better by taste, or is it just the mental? Ooh, I'm checking a box here. Uh, yeah, no, they taste like chemicals to me now, <laughs> but back then. As a kid, they were like, you know, uh, the thing that I coveted that we couldn't have. Right. Yeah. I couldn't have soda as a kid either. It's sort of a similar thing. Uh, hmm. Hmm. To me, the Toll House, as an adult, I've grown up. Well, first of all, too many chocolate chips. Whenever you used to make cookies, I used to ask you for like half the chocolate chips, right? Because just maybe even less. Yes. And that's way better that way. Yeah. The, the Nestle Toll House recipe has way too many chocolate chips Agreed. for me personally. Oh. But when you get down to the flavor of the cookie that's not so chocolate, when you're tasting now the cookie because you have less chocolate chips, it ha- it's a little saltier than other chocolate chips, the, uh, other chocolate chip cookie doughs that I've had, you know, the Pillsbury dough. And I'm only talking about the store-bought yeah. dough. The ones that you have to make your, uh, at your house, it's, it's up to you how you make it. Add some salt if you like it that way. <laughs> but that's my a little theory. bit of savory. Yeah. It, now, it, thinking of that, does that help? Does that do you? Can you agree with that in any way? Uh, definitely, especially when I put the nostalgic into it. There was something about the dough of those cookies that were different than you know every other cookie that I was allowed to get. We had mm-hmm. the dad's oatmeal, and I mean, you know, they're okay, but. My mom would buy those on the, on the, um, you know, because of the budget. See, it's and a funny thing got, about dads and other ones like that. Oh, did I cut you off again? It's. I think there's a delay here. I keep stepping on you. I'm really sorry. No, we're good. Okay. Well, I'm aware that it's rude, and I apologize. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's not on purpose. Uh, the thing about those dads, and then kind of any of the sort of similar generic, they taste so good because they're so extra sweet and like all of the frostings and or uh cream fillings or whatever they're all hydrogenated fat which is so much worse for you it's just like there's zero nutritional value it's bad for your body everything about it's awful my god they taste so good that's why you can just mow through a package of them yeah they taste great they're cheap as shit i used to get them at the 99 yeah they're so good they're so good when you know it's better for you. Anyway, I'm not Poor Driver is accusing us all of having the munchies right now, just so you're aware. Who is? Poor Driver. Oh, well, she's Teresa. I prompt. Well, yeah, actually her, maybe. Uh, Cadbury was purchased by a mega conglomerate that cheapened and shrank down all the products. I agree with that, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was Nestle. 
Aren't they owned by Nestle now, which is kind of a bummer? Because I used to love Nestle's Ooh. Crunch Bars and everything else. But I so. once I moved to California and found out about Nestle and the free water and all that, they just take free water and then sell it to people. I was I like, <laughs> no thanks. I mean, whatever. Um, Barf Baby, yeah, good, good, good info there. And what do you got here? It's salty Fully because the Doughboy is an old uh, man Mondelez now. Oh, Barf Baby, you're gonna make me Barf Baby. Salty dough because the man's old. Gross. Mondelez International bought Cadbury in 2010. Yeah, but who is that? Is that like Monsanto uh, where it's kind of everything? You know, it's like General Foods or something? It's the second largest confectionery brand in the world after Mars. So, yeah. Wow. When I was a kid, yeah. Mars and Nestle and. Uh, there was another one or two in there that were Hershey. They were all different. Now I think they're pretty much all owned by, like you said, Mars. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't think about uh, it. Hey, do you guys have Coffee Crisp down there? I don't think so. Is it? What is it? It's a chocolate bar. No, I don't think so. No. No Coffee Crisp? Okay, next time we come down, I'm going to bring you some Coffee Crisps. It's the best chocolate bar in the world. They're so good. I can't believe we just got on this. I had a weird craving like a month or so ago for a, and I don't tell me if you had this up there. I hadn't had one of these since I was a kid. And I was pretty sure it was discontinued. But whatchamacallit bar? Do you remember a whatchamacallit? Oh, whatchamacallits. I, we don't have them up here, but we used to. I remember the whatchamacallit. Right. Oh. Well, I figured it was just discontinued. And I haven't seen one in a store and I don't know how long. But you jump on Amazon and you buy it by the case and you can buy 36 whatchamacallit bars, no problem, for like, 36 bucks or something so to get the one bar of course i did get the case and guess who fell in love with the whatchamacallit bar i really fell in love with them she has one every night as like dessert i never ate them as a kid but they're so good we just ran out i just had to order another box we are without whatchamacallit bars right now i just told you 36 bars gone (laughs) well that's just delightful yeah, it's really good for MS, too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you to M&M Mars. Uh, let's see. Uh, Venkman, 71, out of my meeting. Well, get your ass over here, buddy. What are you waiting for? Come on. You're only 15 minutes away. Capitalism is organized crime. All right, Jen Zydek. We don't censor here, so I'll put all these comments up, no matter what they are. I don't have to agree. Mandela has ruined hundreds of brands. Really? Wow. Barf Baby, what other ones? I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Remember there was Hostess? They sold off Hostess, or they or they, they just went out of business. And then somebody bought the name, and then now now everything, Hostess is back. You can have a Twinkie or a, a Curly Q I've seen cupcake. The cupcakes. <laughs> yeah, because of me and my... I went on a little kick there. Those yellow ones? No, the chocolate ones. Oh, okay. I had them. Oh, okay. I feel People like we've stumbled upon sad. something tonight. Hit it. Well, uh, Mondelez, uh, okay, the company has its origins as Kraft Foods, Inc., which was founded in Chicago in 1923. The present enterprise was established in 2012 when Kraft Foods was renamed Mondelez and retained its snack food business, while its grocery business was spun off into a new company called Kraft Food Groups. So Kraft Dinner owns our Cadbury cream eggs. Yeah, doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, My dad used to do the ads for Kraft because they used to be General Foods, I think. Uh, is General Food still around, or has that been renamed as well? Hold, please. As far as I know, they made my cereal. It was like, yeah, no, uh, General Mills. 
made oh, cereal. But General what? Foods was like Kraft. It was like Campbell Soup. It was all of the brands, the individual mom and pop brand, Uncle Ben's Rice. It was all the it was all of the individual mom and pop brands that we grew to love as a kid. And I was my dad pulled the curtain back when he was like, "Yeah, no, that's all the same company." <laughs> And and general, night- generally implies government contract, so it's like a government funded thing as well. I believe. I get Maybe. that now. Yeah. Uh, in nineteen in December nineteen eighty eight, Philip Morris acquired Kraft Foods Inc. and in nineteen ninety combined the two food companies as Kraft Foods. General Foods was dropped from the corporate name in nineteen ninety five. Uh, a, a line of caffeinated hot beverage mixes continues to carry the General Foods International name. Because of the, it's that powdered, it's those powdered coffees. Mm. General Foods International. That's exactly what still carries the name. I've seen it in the grocery store and I thought, oh, they are still around. Those little square, looks like a spam carry oh, <laughs> container. I, I know. We, mm-hmm. It's just sugar coffee, right? Instant sugar coffee. It's emergency coffee to have a hand. Yeah. It's tasty. Wow. Okay. Oh. So there you go. How about that? Huh. Wow, good job, buddy. Great research tonight. I feel like we're uncovering a lot of truths tonight. (laughs) Should we rename the show? (laughs) Haven't done that before. (laughs) Let's see. This is, we're coming up on five years. Next, you know, next year in 2023, early 2023, it'll be five years that we've done on this. And how many names have we had? Life with the Ryans. It's tonight's show. Late Night Plays that Cards and Comedy show. All right, so every year that we complete, we have a we got to change a name. So yeah, All we're right. coming coming up on a name change soon, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, very excited to have a place to live soon. How about you? A place uh, to live, podcast, uh, yes. podcast wise. Yeah, that's for sure. Won't it be fun to be part of a family? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. (laughs) Tell me what it's like. (laughs) Let the dysfunction begin. Yeah. 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 I didn't come from a big family. Yeah. But it's going to be, it's going to be great. I'm so excited about all of it. Uh, All right. Can we, maybe we'll talk about the mini stuff real quick. Cause I think some people probably want to know what's going on with the mini. I'd love that. All right. Well, when we were here last, when Sean, oh gosh, and we got to talk about the Sean Every Show because polarizing. <laughs> such, such, if you were here and just listening to the things he said, you might get one thing out of it. But if you go and watch any clip with him in it on the internet, <laughs> the one he was talking about, yelling the kids, which I still haven't seen, or just, you know, the stuff we talked about on the show, him playing hockey and whatever. Uh, I feel like we got the, 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 I've never seen what we got here anywhere else other than when the cameras aren't rolling with Sean Avery. How about you? You worked with him for years and years and years. Uh, he, uh, no, I've never seen that either. He, was, he really impressed me. And I don't care that he's a Republican and I don't care that he was yelling at the kids. I don't care. He is aware of his behavior and we talked about that, right? So... I feel like if you're still going to judge him, then you either didn't listen to the conversation or you didn't, didn't listen to the conversation. Maybe it's just that one thing. Didn't hear. Didn't watch. He loved that character, that role that he played of like angry, mean fighter guy. Yeah, and he explained why. Yeah, and so if you don't know that part, and 
just see interviews and footage, it's totally different. Totally agree. The context is everything. The context is everything. Anyway, I thought that show was outrageous. It's one of my favorite shows we've ever done. Your energy with him was great. I can't wait for him to come back so you two can talk more. What's that? Somebody making something in the microwave? What's happening? Hello? What? <laughs> you don't hear that? <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, I just loved it. I can't wait for more of that because you you were on fire. And, and he, he seems like the type of person who doesn't generally get put in his place very often. And there was a couple times where, like, maybe I'd ask a question. Oh, were you always like that or whatever? And you go, no, I don't think about it. And you're like, nope, you were always like that. Nope. And, and, and not only was that so great, watching him then back down was great. Because instead of, he could have been like, well, no, whatever. And instead he was like, oh, well, yeah, she's probably right, you know. I don't know. I used to get to see that stuff. Uh, and the people who watch this show now and the people who know us in our current life, they don't, they don't, they don't know that part of you. I'm confronted with that often because I come across like a dum-dum because I don't know when people see me sometimes. Cars definitely I don't know anything about. So it's like if I don't can't talk about something I know about, I don't. So I come across kind of dumb. <sighs> Only because I think pe I don't agree with you coming across dumb, but I know what you're talking about, and I feel like it's because people come up to you and then ask you some car thing, and you're like, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, so blah blah blah. Can you feel the difference with the new tires or some some stupid tire? Whatever the heck it is that you that you probably aren't aware of, and then I've just seen you kind of look at people dead in the eyes and be like, I don't know. <laughs> they. Yes, there's things I don't like talking about. Things I don't know about is high up on those. <laughs> it's adorable. I totally get it. Uh, oh my gosh! What? Well, all right, hang on. Right, here we go. Hershey makes Reese's in Mexico now. Her so Hershey is Reese's. I thought Reese's was Mars. But this is my point before. It's like the longest distance carriers. When we were kid, there was U.S. Sprint and MCI and all those. AT and T was a you know a small regional company. Although it turns out that's not true either because I think the AT&T stands for like American Telegraph and Telephone. So I think AT&T is actually one of the one of the Oh, I'm going the wrong way here. <laughs> Sorry, I can't multitask. Watch him call are awesome. Oh, what are you not in the car? What are you doing? Get your ass over here. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> Mondell has bought all the Canadian chocolate brands and shows European produced TV commercials. What does that mean? Nudity? Sex stuff? <laughs> Sex and chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the fascinating subject matter. I understand my intellectual realm. I am, however, still very drawn to the foreign worlds of cars I know nothing about. Oh, no. Does that mean we should talk more about cars? Sorry, Irene. It became chocolate and comedy. Irene loves it when you talk about cars. Hmm. Well, all right. I said I would talk about the Mini. Haven't done it yet. Um <laughs> So when we bought the Mini, we, we, uh, whatever, we told you last week, Sean was here and we said, it's great. The car is beautiful. 2006 R53 Mini Cooper S. Uh, manual, British racing green, white stripes, white roof, white mirrors. It's got the cool club seats. Just really, really cool, cute, awesome car. Awesome. One owner, one owner, incredibly clean, one owner, not a car guy. 
I shouldn't say that. I mean, he loved his mini. He washed it himself. He took great care of it. But I mean, he wasn't like souping it up and and it's all original. That's what what we loved about it. So there was only a couple issues with it when we were looking at it and and up until today, I guess. Um, One of which was that the driver's seat, my seat, was wrenched all the way up as high as it would go and uh, the, the height adjuster and uh, the ratchet thing on the seat was broken. And this was not the owner's fault. There's a, there's, a, there's a plastic thing underneath all that metal that is just a, you know, they probably did it so that it ratchets nice and quiet for the customer. But after 15, 20 years, whatever, it got brittle and it snaps and it's a known problem. So, and we knew that when we looked at it. I said, hey, I can't get the seat down. He tried to get it down. We tried to, but neither one of us could. But we said, all right, well, he gave us a couple bucks off, whatever. We negotiated a good deal. This car has been the bane of my existence since we got it because it was supposed to be the easy car, and now it can't get out of my headspace because I'm still trying to figure. It's not an easy fix. We all thought, oh, this would be an easy fix. Oh, you just take it to a place. Oh, you unjam it. Oh, a little WD-40. <laughs> take the seat out, put it back in, whatever. Nothing. None of that was working because of this problem. Now, I still tried all of that other stuff just in case it wasn't this known problem where the ratchet. I brought one in here somewhere. I brought it in and I took it out. Um, oh, what I did bring is this. Here we go. This is what I brought in. This is this is the culprit. Okay, well, we're not there yet. Worst storyteller ever. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. <laughs> All right. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, it's this ratchet thing, and it's a known problem. But I tried all those other things first. Okay, then, uh, uh, and I call Mini on the phone, and they say, yep, known problem, 750 bucks. It's 500 for the part. It's $250 in labor to do this thing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right. On and on and on. Then I'm thinking, well, I could find another seat. That's easy enough. But then they wouldn't match, and the whole one of the reasons we got that car was because it had the upgraded seat. Ah, blah, blah, blah. Um. At some point, I get it over to the mini dealership, and they're looking at it, and we have the discussion, and um, uh, it's going to be – how did this all take place? Here, you know what? I'm just going to cut to the chase here and shorten this story a little bit. Um, It sucked. It sucked for days and days and days, a full week or whatever it's been of me trying to get this figured out, but, like, nobody can really help. The guy – Boy, the problem is, am I going to say his name right? Bayano? Bayano? <laughs> Get your shit together, man. Yeah, it is ba- <laughs> Bayano. I don't know. I, I always call him his hashtag, which is Black Hashinese. He's a runner for Adidas. And uh, he's the one who owned the red mini that we test drove up at GBBC the other day when we said, oh, okay, we definitely want one of these cars. I was looking already, but blah, blah, blah. This guy reaches out and says, hey, you know, that red one had a, it was all raced out. Right, it's got all sorts of cool shit to it, including a racing seat. And he goes, "Hey, you know, if you want to swap the seats, I got my seat in the garage. You can have my seat." And I was like, "Wait a second, what?" He offered the, the his stock seat out of his red Cooper that I drove in order to convince myself to buy ours. You know, Sam, it's like it's a weird mm-hmm. Rob Peter to pay Paul situation here, and and that might be the wrong analogy. <laughs> <laughs> But whatever. So anyway, I drive down to Long Beach. This guy meets me at uh, uh, the, the coffee shop down there that used to be Commodity. And uh, uh, that's not the name of it either. God damn it. I am the worst at this. Someone take this show away from me. 
used to be community. It used to be whatever. It's called Good Time now. We'll do that. Bet him down at Good Time. Both Mini Coopers take the seat out of his in the back, put it in the back of ours, get it home. I think to myself, I am set. I'll just bring it over to BMW. I got the bottom thing they need, and mine's broken, and they can just, you know, flim flam, switch it a roof. Man, BMW or Mini did not want anything to do with that used seat. They were like, well, I mean, we could do that, but it's going to be <laughs> seven hours worth of labor, and then you're at $700 again or whatever the heck it was. And I was like, what? And it didn't make sense to me because I did so much online research on YouTube and like figuring this out. And like people go to, peop, some people take the whole thing apart, put it back in upside down, so then at least you can wrench the seat down. You know what I mean? You wouldn't be able to pull it back up again, but then at least you can get it down. So I thought to myself, how difficult could this whole thing be? I have the, the coveted part that, that's, that seems to be so difficult to get to fix this thing. So whatever. <clears throat> One thing led to another, and I left Mini, and I came home, and I, I just thought to myself, I'm going to figure this out myself. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to figure this out myself. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to figure this out myself. So I thought about it, and I looked at the part, and I go, well, wait a second. That thing is riveted to that. Why don't I just drill out the rivets and take the piece off that nobody seems to be able to get. This is the goddamn culprit right here. <laughs> this is the ratcheting thing that will only go up and not down. Why? Because there's that plastic thing I told you theoretically broken inside of it. What I did was I, I drilled out the rivets off of this mechanism and took it off of the seat frame. Theoretically, it's not supposed to come off the seat frame. It comes on the seat frame, riveted to it, meaning you can't take it off. And I just took that part off. And I went into the other room and I go, it can't be this simple, but if I'm right, if I could do what I just did with this one on our seat, drill out the rivets and take this piece off, well, then I could just put this piece back on <laughs> to our seat, and it's fixed. And sure enough, that's what I did today. It was a pain in the ass because I needed a rivet gun. I needed to go to Home Depot to get a rivet gun because uh, I don't know what the hell happened to mine. I lost it over the years. Home Depot doesn't sell rivet guns anymore. It's their policy. Couldn't tell you why, what type of criminal mischief was happening with rivet guns, but all of a sudden, they don't sell them anymore. And uh, I went to Lowe's. They had a rivet gun. I bought it. I came back here, and I put that piece in. It's not completely done, but it was enough to wrench the whole thing down. It would have been done if we didn't have the show done. You know what I mean? When I go tomorrow morning, another half an hour, it'll be done while I button everything back up. I'm glad you have it. But... The Mini Cooper now has a seat that's fixed for $40 worth of rivet gun and rivets and the amount of fuel it took to get to Long Beach because the person who deserves all the credit for saving our day today throughout this whole process is not me for doing the work. It's Bayano for dedicating his seat uh, to our cause and all of a sudden getting our Mini back on the road so that now I can drive it with you. I took it around the block. It's a pleasure. That's awesome. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Huge thanks. That's amazing. All that to say, finally, all good. It was a lot of work. Still I'm not so done. I'm so glad for you, though. Yeah, there'll be other things to do. Now that, I, now that I, I'm at the right seat height, now I'm driving, and I go, oh, okay, well, I can feel this in the wheel. And I go, okay, well, I'm, I thought the motor mounts needed to go when I first test drove it, and now I'm pretty sure. But these are all small things, very small, inexpensive things in comparison to the seat situation. You have no idea how this makes me feel. You have no idea. <laughs> Let's hear it from you. I like seeing your face not stressed out about it. It was it, it was a it lot was to drive around like that. Now or the 
but it was also just the mental nobody had a fix for this and everybody was like oh it's gonna i can't do it or it's gonna be a lot of money or whatever and the people by the way who were willing to do it for a lot of money it's not that i wasn't willing to spend the money i had zero confidence in the people (laughs) i mean i did everything i could to service over there everything (laughs) and i'm and i'm not over it yet it's still so convenient that i still want to go back to mini but i'll tell you what it was like pulling teeth dealing with the old school car business trying to figure this whole thing out because it it started with, oh, yeah, we'll come in and you'll do the C-Force, whatever, because I, I came in with a complaint. But then when I came back with the, and I said, hey, so there's been a development. Now I got this seat back here. I don't know if you guys are, you probably, probably don't want to work with used parts, but, you know, I don't know. They didn't mind using the used parts. They wanted to rook me on the labor so that it cost the same amount as the other thing to try to eat. It doesn't matter. Then I said, oh, forget about the seat. I'll fix the seat. I still want to use you guys for service. We live 150 feet away from your freaking building. And I want the car to be taken care of. I want it in the computer. I want to be, it, it, was, uh, it was very well maintained its whole life. And I want to continue that. And he was, oh, yeah, absolutely. He goes, well, we'll start with an oil change. And I go, well, it just, just had an oil change. <laughs> Maybe I am part of the problem. I said, well, it did just have an oil change. If you, you know, put the key in there, you'll see it's over 5,000 miles to the next oil change. And then he goes, oh, okay, well. Um, and I'm like, but it does need some things. You just need to ha- just put it in the shop. Have a technician drive it around the block. It either needs motor mounts or front shocks, something. I can feel a little vibration there. It's going to need that. And, and I'm sure other things, you know, take a look. He goes, well, we don't really do like a post-purchase inspection type of, uh, and I was like, oh, okay. He goes, but if you have a specific complaint, we can go in looking for that, and then if they find anything else, I was like, "Oh, great! Okay, well, there's this this vibration, you know, that I think is either the motor mounts or the strut tires, and both are known things to go. And the car is 100,000 miles; they're both inexpensive. They both probably need to be done." And he goes, "Okay, so what you're doing now?" And he goes, "Absolutely." And he took all my information. This is the, you know another 10 minutes of oh, your name, address, putting it all on the computer, even though he had it all the day before. <laughs> And he goes, okay, so you're authorizing a 250 to blah, 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 dollar uh, fee for, for diagnostic. And I go, wait, what? And he goes, well, for the technician to go look at it, we charge you. Uh, uh, and I go, wait, you're going to charge me just to look at it? And this was like the third or fourth Spidey Sense moment where he saw me see him and he just kept kind of talking. I say motor mounts. He goes, oh, well, that can be between, you know, 600 and 1,500, depending on the car. And I'm like, right, but I have just this one car. So can we talk about that one? He's like, well, it depends because the turbos, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't have a turbo. We have the supercharged one. That's why we bought that one. So can we just talk about that one? He's like, well, there's just a lot to it. And it was like, holy crap. Old school, old school. Apparently... Guys, this was my therapy. Apparently, I needed to get this all out because I realized 15 minutes and I'm still going and I'm so sorry. <laughs> the guy was very nice. We left friendly. It's not like there was any issues, but uh, it was very, very difficult to even get the car in there. And let me bring you to the yin-yang of this situation. So I ended up getting my keys and, and, and getting out of there and driving home. Uh, 150 feet. Um, but... Later that night, (laughs) 
I get this from their service department. Oh, excuse me. It was this morning. Good morning. Our system shows you missed your appointment. Would you like to reschedule? If so, we would like to offer you an oil change special. My name is Angie, service coordinator for Mini of Universal City. To ensure your Mini is performing at its optimal levels, Mini of Universal City is inviting you to stop by our service department. Here's where it gets interesting. We will perform a quick inspection of all basic fluids and tires. Our clinic will provide your Mini with a free 32 point visual inspection and a complimentary car wash wow first 10 clients that reserve an appointment will get a free set of wiper blades this is all i was looking for except the free shit put my car in the shop do your little inspection tell me what it needs yeah this is nuts to me i'm beside myself i responded back to this Oh, oh, and the oil change, by the way, is cheap if you do it through here. It's 79 instead of 129 There's a total coupon for it. Like, it's a no-brainer. I'm going to do this anyway. But what the frick? Why wouldn't you do it yesterday? You could have the car. Yeah, it's weird. I've been sitting all that. I've been sitting on that while I've been in the garage with the drill and the rivet gun. So, Jay, uh, what's your beef? I'm good. <laughs> car showaholic um you you noted this but noted it as well old school car business is the key phrase and yeah it just felt like that it. the moment you said it and kept going he, immediately said that yeah he kept just trying to get me to agree to an amount and then i mean i've been in the car business i've i've been around the car business my whole life i was trying to make that clear to him I was trying to not have him embarrass himself, if that makes sense. I was trying to like, hey, I might know more about this than you. I know. I see it happen a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm working on it. I happen to have spent a lot of my, my life around people that know how to do things well and people that want to do things well. And it's not the same. The guy kept going on about how Minnie is doing great. <laughs> about how their dealership was great. He was talking about how the one in Santa Monica just went out of business on Friday. And so people are having their cars towed over here. Like, if I were to make an assessment, I would say, is Minnie the brand doing all right? Because the... The, the dealership is a very nice new one looking on the outside, I really thought. And this is the first time I've ever been inside. Pretty rundown inside. Pretty Ooh. like Sean was describing the Staples Center. Pretty like, oh, it's kind of ghost town. Like the uh, the cases don't have all the things in them like they used to. That kind of oh. thing. Like it was built to spec, but they're not probably operating at full. Right. I don't know. This could just be me and, me and just my, you know, it's just a visual assessment. I didn't talk to anybody there, but it was, it was interesting because if they're having trouble as a brand, I mean, what is, how is Mini as a brand doing? Anybody else who listening don't. or watching, we've got a tremendous amount of car experts here. How is Mini as a brand doing? Because I don't like the new ones. I would never buy one. No offense to them. It's not my, there's so many other cars. And they're I not always, great. <laughs> I always felt like the refresh was the gimmick. Right. And it's like, we're good. The there's gimmick a, wore out. Yeah, there's a lot of options. And people are over it. 
I mean, I shouldn't say that. I still, I mean, I don't. I don't. I've looked at brand new ones in the in the showroom, ones that you kind of normally would be like, "Ooh, look at the new thing, and it's so shiny, and I like it." I liked nothing about it, other than that it was still a Mini Cooper S, which. But they, everybody, including the customers, were looking at our car. This nice That's... husband and wife had to move their car because I was now leaving <laughs> instead of staying in the. Whoops a daisy. <laughs> um, oh look, it's like a blue card, Mike. How about that? Woo! And uh, and everybody was totally into it. Like, oh, it's so cute. Oh, it's so nice. That's telling. It is cute, but that's telling that they noticed it. I just was wondering how Minnie was doing as a as a brand. I'm I'm very curious. I think I'm going to ask some people who know, like Lieberman and Matt Farah and stuff. Maybe maybe get the the temperature out there and see what's going on. They know because I, I it was very strange during all of the like stop trying to I'm trying to elevate the guy. I'm trying to let him know that I know. I said, so who owns this place anyway? Is it the same BMW dealership that's across the street? He goes, yep. And I was like, oh okay. I'm not in the system from them because I went there for years and years and years with my M cars and all my other BMWs and everything. And like I was trying to impart. <laughs> <laughs> I might know what I'm talking about. Stop trying to fucking sell me. Hmm? It was uncomfortable. That's my beef, Mike. What do you got? Uh, well, you've spurned a whole bunch of discussion in the Instagram about this. Really? Um, t- people talking about Mini and all that. But then there's something. Uh, someone asked uh, Bavaria 911. Have you heard of the Tumbleweed 1000 rally that Paul is attending? Looks great. It does look great. No, I don't. I'd never heard of it till he told us about it the other day. Uh, Paul Auto Kettle is who he's talking about. Is on this rally right now, so he won't be at GVPC this week. It looks great. It looks really, really fun. Um, man, I really wish Sean Bishop were here tonight. Uh, well, we probably couldn't talk much about that stuff anyway. But he, he, we, we are working on a very cool project, like a you know a, a movie business project, not a not a not a car video project that uh, probably will have a lot of rally stuff in it. Um, I, I go back to the Cannonball because that was like what I grew up with and the Gumball Rally and all that stuff, and we've talked about those movies on the show here before. Um, I don't know. I don't know that one. But, man, I'm dying to talk about rallies. I wish Sean Bishop were here. I wish Sean Bishop were here. Can I say something about Sean Bishop, though? Um, I'm excited that he has a plethora of work when a couple weeks ago he was worried about having work. And it's just been really neat to see him kind of throw it out there. And then suddenly work showed up and now there's no worry anymore. It's lovely to see that. Now he's swimming in it. Can't even do the show anymore. Careful what you wish for. Yeah. It's great. There's some irony. He, he, you know, the one job that he's been on for a long time, he's directing, you know, that Star Trek series. Uh, that job, I think, is wrapping up. So I think that's the one that he was, you know, worried about, oh, what's coming up next? What's coming up next? And that is a very common um, fear in the entertainment industry, or I guess in any type of... It's not a gig industry, but it's definitely... Project-based. Job-based, yeah, yeah. show-based. Um, not only, I mean... I don't know how much I've told you, but he's gotten multiple. He's he will he has multiple things that that he will be working on now, including I mean, in addition to all of the things that you know that we were the, these side projects, the car, building cars and all the prop stuff that we've been talking about, starting a new podcast. Holy crap! 
a lot of stuff. I Congratulations, wish Sean. That's great news. Uh, you know, we had Jill Grossman on the Letterman podcast the other day. It's going to come out in a couple of weeks. And he was talking about being a writer. Um, and, 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 and for him, thank goodness it was, it was reassured very, very quickly, but the, the stress of being under as a writer, 13 week contracts, and that's just the life of things. Uh, you know, every 13 weeks you live or die by what's happened the previous 13 weeks. And, you know, you get a report card all the time and, and it's a, you know, when you don't get something on for a little while here, the stress that starts to come in. And it just seems to be uh, it just seems to be something that folks in the entertainment business have just had to learn to live with. Do yes, for sure. Um, do you? And it's not how it used to be. You know, it used to be if you got on a show. Even when I uh, first moved out here and got into the episodic television game, it used to be that if you got on a show, you were really, really lucky and set, especially an episodic show, because you would only get like. If you were lucky, six weeks off a year. If you were not, only four weeks off, which meant that you were behind schedule. Um, but it meant that you had steady work. And then a month off in the summer. I mean, it was killer. Like a school teacher. Actors always said that, too. It was stable. Now, the bummer of it is that you're doing 12 hours minimum every single day. You know, So that's 60 hours minimum every single week. That often ran into 80 and 90. Cause <laughs> because... Uh, so, I mean, there's definitely handoffs, but, uh, trade-offs, but, um, it's, it's, it's the, it's when you don't, these days episodes are, excuse me, TV shows are like, we just watched one that was eight episodes and a lot of them are eight episodes, maybe 10, yeah. maybe 10, some are six. I've seen a couple that are six. That's not a lot of time, especially when they're cranking them out these days. You, yeah. you probably don't get eight episodes, eight days to shoot an episode anymore. Like we used to an episode, like, it's now. probably five. Um, and with that, yeah, that's a hell of a schedule. And then, so you're busting your ass, can't even think about another gig until this one's over and then you don't have a job. Scarcity Sucks. could easily set into things like that. That's when you want to be really good at what you do and not have burned bridges. Because when you got the yep. stuff, it's great. And then <laughs> when it's dry, it's dry. <laughs> No, I'm serious. It's 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 the type of thing, you know, people when they're young don't think the world seems big and the industry seems big and it's not. Neither one are big. Everyone knows everyone. So anything if you don't work hard, people know. Yeah, just in life things get back to people, but when you're a young person, you don't consider that. You don't think about it. You think Ooh, I got away with that, or ooh, I got out of that situation without getting in trouble, or whatever the heck. But chances are, somebody was older and more enlightened, saw exactly what happened, and passed that story on to other people. <laughs> and while you think you got away with it, or whatever, chances are now everyone's got your number. Which means that until you grow up, nothing's going to change. It's a good uh, lesson for life that our industry celebrates. Sean says, still working. Irene says, I'm an idiot, Recars, Mike. <laughs> and Barf Baby says, Mandalas takes the commercials they use in Europe and overdub them in English for Canada. Kind of like the Mentos thing in the 90s. Oh, no kidding. The Mentos thing was crazy. The Fresh Maker. Nothing about those commercials was American. <laughs> Can you imagine Wyden and Kennedy being like, The Fresh Maker? You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't think so. I miss double mint gum commercials. 
can you do that anymore with the twins and the sex and the kissing and all that stuff? <laughs> double yeah, the flavor, not. double the fun. Hey, look at these boobs on a surfboard or whatever. Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> hey, these two twins are playing tennis, bouncing all around. I feel like you still could do Big Red, though, because Big Red was all about, like, that's the kissing big time one. kisses. Yeah, uh, kiss a little longer. Opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Something a little longer. Something a little longer with Big Red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kiss a little longer. Take it slow. Say a goodbye longer. a little like they always longer. Had, they always had, yeah. Say. <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> uh, Say goodbye a little longer was one of them. That's that's make a, that's the one I remembered. Longer. That's the only thing I can say. Goodbye a little longer. Make it make it last. Make it last longer. a little longer. Yeah. Uh, keep your breath long-lasting, fresher with Big Red. I think you right? did it. I think you I did think it. I did it too. Yeah. Wow. Good job. That felt now can good. you do the alphabet backwards? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a friend who memorized the alphabet backwards drunk because he was convinced that if he ever got pulled over that that's the test that he would have to do. And so yep. every time he drank, he practiced the alphabet backwards. Totally. And to I, my knowledge, I think we all have that friend. Drunk. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I definitely agree with you there. I had that friend also. There, there's a yeah. bunch of them. Uh, people used to get drunk and then practice the drills. And it's just like, you read it. You bunch yeah. of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? How? What? That's us, that's us as a kid, right? Instead of just like going along with the rules, we're like, let's see how we can fight this. Let's see how we can break this. <laughs> Some of us hold on to that mono way too long into your 30s. <laughs> yeah, you're, not, you're not alone. We were late bloomers. We didn't get shit till late. I think that's why life kind of gave it to us so hard. It's like, hey, if you're not going to get it, I'm going to make you get it. I've come to that collusion, too. <laughs> collusion? Life's colluding. Conclusion. Um, speaking of the uh, Letterman podcast earlier, just briefly there, buddy, uh, have you been watching the official Letterman channel? Yes, I have. Yeah. Did you watch the Spike Ferriston uh, 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 episode that they put up today? They did his... I did. Uh, you know, I'm looking for... Yeah. They did hit your staff favorite moments. To, I'm going to represent uh, my country... And uh, and and call him to task for impersonating a Canadian. Oh, good. So you do you know all about it then? Yeah, that's very funny. Uh, I thought it was great. I, I think once again, he's he's. Uh, it's a combination. I saw him in two things recently. One was the Howie Mandel podcast, which I I watch anyway, and he and Spike was a guest, and then this Letterman thing, which while he's not a guest, it's still him being personable, delivering clips and stuff. I, he is so good at doing those two things I, there's he just is he is he's polished it's i don't even i mean yes i agree with you but i don't even know if it's that i think he's just you know you, you hear a little bit in this letter behind the scenes letterman thing uh where he was a little bit of like the kid that i was who was just like a super fan just a little bit too into it kind of thing um and it's so relatable but somehow he is uh i guess you're right more polished he's do you ever watch the Howie Mandel podcast? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I watch Leno's and a couple other episodes. Great. So I do so know you, what you're talking about. Yeah. Howie and his so daughter. Fantastic. So you've seen a few and you have a baseline to go with. Yeah. 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 When you get a chance, watch the Spike episode and see what I you will. think. Because 
Howie is, in my opinion, enamored with Spike. I mean, just cannot stop gushing at how great he thinks Spike is and how he's a little starstruck with Spike and how he wants to do creative projects with Spike. And I don't know. Spike was so gracious taking all of that. He was just a really, really good guest. Like a, like yeah. a, He's like the best talk show guest. Well, you know that from experience. I mean, both appearances on here, he was just, he's like butter. Yeah, I wish he was here. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> That's the only thing. It's so hard via Zoom. Like, even this is hard to me, whereas having him here, I think, uh, would be so fun. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I want to do some Letterman podcasts in studio, and I'm trying to figure out ways to do that. And and there, there, there's definitely possibility of it. A bunch of the people we saw in New York are really enamored with the region that I'm from. They're wine people, and they're thinking about coming and doing wine tours. I would love to host Letterman podcasts live and in person. That'd be so great. And uh, you know, well, the universe will find ways to make that happen. I'm certain. Well, yes, hundred percent. And we talked about this a little bit off the air the other day, and I told you that I had an idea way back when because we're surrounded by comedy clubs over here and we both kind of bounced the idea around you had something similar in mind but then we sort of just proved the concept the other day with guido cocomello by the way guido cocomello was just in Kelowna, his town performing yeah. over the weekend i reached out to guido in the venue tried to get him tickets for mike and candy uh it, it all worked out they got to go see the show but it planted a seed in his mind, though. If you could help book comedians into town, then you could get them on your show in person. Yep. That's a great idea. It wouldn't Just be great if we had an outlet. Book these people in. That's good job, it, guys. It wouldn't it be great if, yeah, well, it's a good idea for sure. And, and, and wouldn't it be great if we had an outlet where we could record those shows and then distribute them out there somehow? You mean like a podcast? No, I'm saying if uh, if there was some sort of outlet where we would record those shows that we we book here locally, and then there was a way to distribute them digitally, uh, maybe oh the comedy know, like shows, Colorado. the yeah. comedy shows, yeah the co oh sorry the comedy shows, yeah. I thought you meant you're going to have people over your house, you're going to have conversations with them, and you're not going to record it. But now maybe you could. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we're doing that already. We're past that. Yeah. No, I see. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. That'd comedy specials in Kelowna. The Kelowna Comedy Festival. Huh. Nicole has watched and helped many people create comedy festivals, which are now internationally known. We started one in Hawaii. I mean. Maui, right? The yeah. Maui Comedy. Is it Maui Comedy Fest? Yes. It's huge. But I've seen you That's like awesome. help build other people's too. Matt wins that with that other one that was in like somewhere else. And I know you've done the big ones too for years and years. Just for Laughs or whatever that's called. JFL, yeah. That used to be Montreal Comedy Fest? Tur yeah. Montreal. Just yes. for Laughs is Montreal. It is, right? Yeah. Just for but Laughs is Montreal, yeah. They renamed it 10 or so years ago or whatever it was to Just for Laughs 20 years ago. I, I think. Okay. When I was a kid, it was the Montreal Comedy Fest, but it's the same thing yeah. now, right? There's not two of them. It's the same thing Got it. as far as I know. And there's Just for Laughs West as well. That does Vancouver and 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 they do what it's, it's now? What the? Now. Mm -mm. Oh, that's nuts. That's why I'm sure they started the JFL brand, right? To get yeah, out well, of well, we Montreal. Were, that's right, to that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, boy, I'm so sorry. The I Canadian really version of the Comedy Jeez. Channel 
has just for laugh shorts all the time. Oh, does it? And yeah, uh, and and commercials for uh, for Mandela's products. <laughs> Mandela's, Mandela's, Mandela's. Okay. Great show. Dealers can be ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, uh, that's what I found, and it just bummed me out because I was trying to go in there and say, you know, hey, look, I'm trying to be a friend here, and still will be. It just was weird. I can't stand being sold to. I'll have to go to somebody else. I think that's the part of any kind of salesman service business of like read the room, like yeah. see what you're being given back and feed off that. Don't read a script that you think you need to read. The only thing I could figure, and this was after the fact, was that he was misreading me and thinking that I was trying to get him to diagnose all the things that are wrong with my car so that I could then go take it to some secondhand shop or something like that. Like maybe people do that. I don't know. And that's why he wanted to charge for the diagnosis. If if that $250 diagnosis, if, if any diagnosis fee, no matter the figure, were then uh, applied to your repair or you know refunded once you spend that amount of money or whatever, like that makes sense to me because that's then protecting the dealer making sure you give them your business right. they're not just looking at your car and then you can go price shop to somebody else who will replace your alternator or whatever they tell you is wrong this just sounds like a dude that talks to housewives and you're that's what it was that's what i felt you just <laughs> he's like here's the thing ma'am totally and you, <laughs> you just don't come across that way nor are you like you know your shit so having that conversation is silly I think. Yeah, it was weird. The other day when we, I popped my head in for the first time to make the appointment, and uh, I mean, people, we, we had yellow car, and we parked it out front. And uh, like I say, we live very close to this dealership, <laughs> right around the corner. And people literally followed me, like one by one. One person followed me right in, and then one person came in later. They followed me into parts to come meet me and shake my hand because they see the car and they see us. They know that we're around all the time. It was hilarious. <laughs> they ha they didn't even know who I am or who we, you know what I mean? It wasn't like Celebrity J. Ryan or something like that. It was just like, oh, we know you in the yellow car. Obviously, you're in the neighborhood. Oh, of course, you know, treating me like family. And then all of this other stuff in service. <laughs> Although it was pretty funny because... One guy looked like the old school used car guy, right? You know, like just slick, real slick, real slick. And he's like, oh, well, do you have a Mini too? And I go, we just bought one. He goes, oh, that's so great. What'd you get? And I said, we picked up a really clean R53, one owner, completely one owner, really original. And he's like, oh, that's amazing. What year? And I said, 2006. He goes, 2006? And he walked out. <laughs> I don't think he knew what an R53 was or that I had an old, you know, I think it was, he was expecting 2020 so that I was just about ready to be up with my lease and I would want to go buy another one from him. It was so fucking, ah, oh, I was so disheartened. Still am. We all need spoiled by the Porsche experience. The Porsche experience is really very nice. You're not, it's not a hard pressure thing. They're just like old school Saturn. They're like, we've, Got the cars if you want to come talk to us. <laughs> yeah. High-end uh, boutiques are like that, too. Like, you came in here. Your yeah. choice. Yeah. 
Well, that's that. <laughs> this is episode 506. Listen, we've got business to do because uh, I don't want to forget to do that. So I should uh, go read the card. Let's see, it's all, I think a lot of these are over, right? Uh, Adam Ferrara, here's what I can tell you. Adam Ferrara is going to be at one of these things. So our good friend Adam Ferrara is going to be on Saturday, I believe, at the Born for Fast Toy Drive with us and the Marconis down uh, Saturday, November 5th at 9 a.m. Uh, that's where uh, he'll be and will be. Hope his show in the most acoustically perfect room went well. I'll have to have him back on the show to hear about that. Uh, hello, Deli. You're only source for officially licensed... David Letterman Merchandise, official late show with David Letterman Merchandise. Hello Deli is the only place to get it. Dial him up at hello-deli.com. Say hello to Rupert. Tell Mrs. Ryan he says hello because... I cannot. Byron Bowers is awesome and has no new dates that I'm aware of. He did those this weekend. <laughs> now I can tell you about St. Clair Insurance because that is my favorite thing to do. Um, they say all which separates men and boys is the coverage for their toys. What types of toys are we talking about tonight? Cars and anything you want to insure. That's exactly right. Anything we want to insure. In fact, in fact, now that we got this other car, I think I'm going to talk to St. Clair Insurance about switching our all our shit over to them because remember we couldn't do everything before. Now I think we'll be able to because of the whatever it doesn't matter. <laughs> Lic- licensed in most states including California, Sinclair Insurance Shop's top provider so you get the best coverage for your toys. In this case, it is those collector cars. Uh, anything of value, though. Your home, your business, uh, your heavy equipment. I always say jet skis, computers, a lot of stuff. Your, your Bitcoin collection. I don't know if that's insurable. I bet it would be. Insure your hard drives. Why not? If you've got Bitcoin passwords on them, insure it. You won't be like that one guy trying to pay $50 million to get his $5 billion of Bitcoin out of the dump in Europe or wherever. You know what I'm talking about there, Mike? Some guy threw away his mm-hmm. hard drive with the crypto key, and mm-hmm. to this day, he's still offering like tens of millions of dollars to help him dig it out, because if he gets it, that's what it's worth billions. Holy cow. Yeah. It was worth like, I forget what it was. It was worth a lot when it happened, and it seemed astronomical, but as the years have progressed and, you know, Bitcoin shot up, it got ridiculous. That is such a weird story. And if that is your problem, you're going to want to wish, you're going to wish that you had that baby insured with St. Clair Insurance. So to check them out online, simply go to coverageforyourtoys.com, coverageforyourtoys.com. Coverageforyourtoys.com. And tell Jeff St. Clair that Nicole says hello, because oftentimes... I cannot. You know, you're really doing better the last couple days, though, so that joke almost doesn't apply. Until, like, my voice sounds like this. So hi. It is what it is. Series one films. This episode is brought to you by all. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. This still applies. This still applies. This episode has been brought to you in part by Series one films. Series one films would like you to know. No. <laughs> I think I wrote it wrong. Series one films would like to know. Are you going to SEMA? If so, Series one films can help your brand be seen with content and press releases designed to get you customers. So if you'll be at SEMA this year, send them a DM and check out Series1Films.com to see how they can scale your automotive business. Series1Films.com. 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 And if you've got the video version there, you see the number one in Canada. If it's audio only, it's a number one. Thank you, Mike. Um, So we've done the business. Doc Severinsen is not playing anywhere this weekend that I'm aware of. (laughs) 
Pods. Hey, One Vintage is wondering if anyone's going to the SoCal Vintage BMW show or the French Italian show this weekend in LA. Oh, no, but I'd love to know about both. Uh, One Vintage, Dorian, Dorian, damn it, Damien, Dorian, damn it, was uh, just recently on Jay Leno's Garage with his uh, BMW 2002. Restomod's not the right word, but he's got a really awesome custom hot rod that he built, he and some other people. And I think they're building those cars now, and um, he's probably going to have this sucker on display at that BMW show. It's a real beauty. Tangerine, I would say. Some sort of uh, orange, beautiful orange color. And like I say, he's on J Leno's garage just a week, a couple weeks ago. So go back and see it if you want. Damien Dorian Good for him. Uh Saturday we'll be at the uh, the 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 uh, <laughs> BD That's all, Buck. Um, we'll be at the uh, where the hell did it go? There it is. Uh, Born for Fast Toy Drive down at the Marconi with uh, Sebastian with an OI. And Magnus Walker, Magnus Walker, by the way, <laughs> Magnus Walker, Magnus Walker's uh, uh, Urban Outlaw Ten is going on uh, at the Peterson Live right now. But also, everybody's in SEMA uh, in Vegas right now. Like everybody is in SEMA, so um, I'm sure there are places to be seen there. Be seen at SEMA. Dial up St. Clair Insurance and see how they can make you seen at SEMA. Um, anything else? I don't think so. <laughs> Dying to go finish that car. I, I think I it, whatever. I think I think I'll probably wait till tomorrow on finishing the car. I think I, I think when I want to get done, different. Take rims. video, please. Say it again. When it's done, take video, please. Of the repair once it's done. Yeah. Okay. I'll make the seat go up and down. Yeah. Will do. Cause screw those guys. Oh, I see. Yeah, well. Well, just saying. I don't, I, I feel, see, that's what I felt bad with. Because that's why I was trying to, uh, here's one thing I know at this point in my life. We all play a role, right? So obviously I was part of this. So while I was trying to whatever, obviously that wasn't working. And maybe I should have, uh, you know, read into that and had a conversation or kicked it, escalated it up the line or gone to the service manager. I don't know. The thing was, the guy is really nice. It's just you know what it is. I'm not going to say it again. But it's not. It's not the the guy's. Not, I don't want to interview with the guy. The guy was nice enough. He wasn't a jerk or anything. I Just, think the note for everyone is have conversations. Just ask things. Don't assume ever. Yep. All right. Did I assume? Did he? Who assumed in this situation? The sales manager, they assume mm-hmm. the kind of customer you might be. I oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yep, I'll give you that. You kind of pigeonholed me into a, oh, this is how I talk to customers, and I don't have another way to do it. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, Mike, anything else? Who's on the Letterman podcast this week? Uh, hey. Fred Graver, who was a writer from 84 to 90, uh, before he went to work for Norman Lear, then he went to work for Cheers, uh, then oh, did a wow. whole bunch of other stuff, Twitter TV, uh, now he's working for Microsoft, uh, training AI how to speak, which is very interesting. Holy but, crap. <clears throat> yeah, lots of, but he did a ton of remote, remote work on Late Night with David Letterman and went through a lot of his stories about the remotes that he would go on with Dave. And he witnessed 
the time period between when Dave was able to go on these remotes on his own to when he wasn't able to go on the remotes on his own. Um, when Dave got too big. How famous he was. Yeah. yeah. So it was a great conversation. First of many. Uh, great rapport. He's just an awesome, awesome guy. So that's oh, this that's Friday. Great. Great, great, great. Congrats. And then last week was uh, you and your beautiful wife, right? You interviewed her, which was nice. Well, you guys had a conversation. Uh, no, Sue nice. Hum came out, actually. Oh. Candy and I, our episode dropped uh, two weeks ago. Last Friday was oh. Sue Hum. That's right. Okay, good. Congrats on Sue Yeah, Hum. and that one's up and we're getting a lot of compliments on it. And uh, hey, if you ever wanted to know the whole saga behind David Letterman's socks, we talk about it. <laughs> you've, you've promoted that twice now on this show. Is that is that the highlight? I feel like you probably got a lot of great stuff from her. Oh, oh absolutely. Uh, a, a metric ton, as we say here in Canada, because um, a metric ton is bigger than a, a, an imperial ton. Anyway, yeah, no, lots of good stuff. But I just, I'm fascinated with the socks because Dave used to make fun of the socks and other people used to make fun of the socks. And it turns out there's quite a bit that went into the socks, and so we talked about that. But at the end, people talk. Oh, well, all right, well, in the beginning, I think the, they were sweat socks, and they went with the wrestling shoes. And then I think over time, the, the, everything develops. You know, we sat this desk at the Marconi, and John Marconi sits at the desk and he's, "Boy, I wonder why this is sunken and why that's, too, you know, why they recess these things." And I was like, "I know the answers, but do you really want me to tell you? Because it's it's a matter of personal preference from Dave from sitting here working at it over the time. At first, in the old desk, the 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 the, the wire used to go over the side. So one night on the show, to, because just to kill time, they had the union guy cut out come out and they drilled a hole in the they cut the leather and they made a little X and then they drilled a hole. All this crazy shit, this behind the scenes stuff. Nobody cares or wants. Like nobody would ever know. But it's in the minutia of doing all of it that makes all of the things that we all know and celebrate today. So I don't know if Sue Hum originally was – she wasn't there in the very beginning, right? Because I remember a different wardrobe person in the early, uh, early days. Pretty of, close. She was there at 84, 85, I think she started. Oh, that is early. So okay. pretty early on. Yeah, definitely then. But I think in the, in the beginning, though, even, he already had the socks and the sweatshoes, right? And the, uh, the wrestling shoes, right? Yeah. Yeah. The custom made socks definitely came later with the custom made suits and all of that stuff. There you it go. It was for sure when they, when they, when they jumped over to the big show after that. Yeah, definitely. Big man. The big man. That's right. Who used to call him big man? Big man. He used to call himself big man. No, but there was a guest who used to always, oh, he's the big man. He's the big man. Oh, it's Regis. I just had to do, I had to hear it and I had to oh, do Regis, it. Oh, Regis. Yeah, of course. Regis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you're more Kathy Lee or more Kelly Ripa or more uh, Joy? Technically Joy, I guess, because of the wife. Joy Philbin. Sorry, Joy Philbin. I like her name. I'll go there. All right. She was great. <laughs> are you, are, uh, uh, let's wrap it up. We're, we're wasting people's time here. <laughs> We'll be back on Thursday with, uh, speaking of car talk, we'll have uh, the fake Zach Clapman here, except I think he's real now. I think it's the real Zach Clapman, but Zach Clapman will be here Thursday I love on that. Late Night Plays That. <laughs> Cars and Comedy in the Late Night Plays That. Um, Mike, so you got a great guest coming up. Say it his name again. I'm sorry. Fred Graver. 
unprofessional show ever. Fred Graber <laughs> coming up. Um, we'll be back on Thursday with Zach Kleiman, like I just told you. Finish, finish that seat. Also, uh, shout out to the M Shop. The M Shop is a BMW slash mini shop in, uh, I think they're in Glendale, but in the LA area. And um, I sent a message to them, and they got back to me really quickly. And I have a feeling we'll be doing some stuff over there in the future. And they just seem very, very nice. So shout out to Joe from the M Shop, where um, we will be seeing you soon with our 2006 Mini. Cool. All right. Uh, love everybody at home. Love everybody on Instagram. This was a weird one. Sorry. Here's what it is. Um, please love one another. And uh, that's it. Right? Producer Mike, love you. Did we do it Peace all? and love, everybody. We did do it all. Love you. We love you. Please love one another. See you out there. Love you.